and welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast that digs into the paranormal and tries to find normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy. I'm Dave. I'm Jed. And I'm Eli. And this week, we pull out our shovels and our backhoes. What's her name? (laughs) We dig into cattle mutilation. Mm. Shut the fuck up, Sally. Or animal mutilation in general. I mean, <laughs> we going town. We going cow tipping in that boys. <laughs> we might. We got the door open. We might even hear the cows behind us move. <laughs> it's not nice to call your neighbors. Savage. Dave and I were sitting outside earlier today, and for a second I thought it was a pig. I was like, was that a fucking pig? All I'm thinking is like a wild hog. I was like, why would they fall, come this far into town? But I mean, I it's not unheard of. We're not that far into town. And then we heard it was a motorcycle. But the beginning of it, it sounded like a, <laughs> and it was, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right. So, Dave. Yes. You start the digging. I will. Documented cases of livestock mutilation date back to the 1600s in and around London. But we could even go further back to the first documents of recorded history if we include animal sacrifice in the definition. Depending on how broad of a definition we want to go, it is still, as of 2020, common practice to mutilate our livestock and household pets for agricultural or aesthetic purposes. This happens in the form of tattoos, ear tagging, branding, tail docking, ear cropping, claw removal, devocalization, beak trimming, wing clipping, dehorning, castration, and so on. But let's focus our episode on what has become to be known as bovine excision and unexplained livestock death. This is the killing and mutilation of cattle under unusual circumstances. Often it includes the bloodless removal of ears, eyes, tongues, genitals, rectums, and other soft tissue areas. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. I was going to go with hear no evil, see no evil, (laughs) speak no evil, shit no evil. (laughs) Birth no evil. Worldwide, cows, sheep, goats, Pigs, bison, deer, elk, rabbits, horses, cats, and even dogs have been victims of unexplained livestock mutilation and death. Various explanations have been given by ranchers, farmers, amateurs, conspiracy theorists, experts, and governmental agencies. What kind of amateurs are we talking? People like us. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm professional. These range from natural decomposition, normal predation, cult ritual activity, secret governmental or military agencies, all the way to extraterrestrials and cryptid predators like the Chupacabra. Hey, Chupacabra! The United States federal government has conducted two investigations into livestock mutilation. So let's dig in and begin with the first documented case of unexplained livestock mutilation. This dates back to 1606, as noted in the official records of the court of James I of England. It says, About the city of London, at some of the shires adjoining, 
Whole slaughters of sheep have been made in some place to number a hundred and others less, where nothing is taken from the sheep, but their tallow and some inward parts. The whole carcass, the fleece remaining still behind. Of this sundry conjectures, but most agree that it is the tenth towards some fireworks. Boom. Goes <laughs> <dynamite>. Boom. <laughs> Charles Fort was an American writer and researcher who specialized in anomalous phenomena. That means he used the scientific method to evaluate anomalies. You might remember us talking about him in our Strange Rains episode. He collected many accounts of cattle mutilations that occurred in England in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. John Kill mentioned investigating animal mutilation cases in 1966 that were being reported in the upper Ohio River Valley around Gallipolis, Ohio. This phenomena was very well known among the ranching community. It was commonplace then and still is today all over the country. In fact, thousands of cases were reported in just the last few years. In 1967, the general public was made aware when the Pueblo Chieftain, a newspaper in Pueblo, Colorado, published a story about a horse named Lady near Alamosa, Colorado, which was mysteriously killed and mutilated. On September 9, 1967, Agnes King and her son Harry found the dead body of their three-year-old horse Lady. Lady's head and neck had been skinned and defleshed, and the body displayed cuts that, to King, looked very precise. An autopsy revealed Lady was also missing her brain and some organs. The brain cavity was also completely clean. There was no trace of blood in or near the body, and no tracks to explain who did it. There was also no sign of Lady's own tracks around her body, despite the fact the ground was muddy from recent rainfall. A strong medicinal odor was also reported in the air. Alamosa, Alamosa County Sheriff Ben Phillips thought that the death was probably due to a quote-unquote lightning strike. <laughs> okay. King was convinced that the death and mutilation of Lady was connected to the high number of UFO sightings in the area. This is the first case that theorizes extraterrestrials are responsible in some, if not all, livestock mutilations. A subsequent investigation by Wadsworth Iyer for the Condon Committee, case number 32 to be exact, concluded, quote, There was no evidence to support the assertion that the horse's death was associated in any way to abnormal causes. Unquote. Now, in case you didn't get it from the title of this episode, we will be talking about dead animals. I was going to say that, but so, I was like, eh. I didn't give the dead animal alert at the beginning because I figured the title would give it away. Give it away, but in case. So we're not talking about the band. We're, we're talking about actual cattle mutilation. Yes. Our livestock mutilation. Also, the band is. <laughs> I, I just don't even know bit. if there is a band. There is. There is a band. Lady is just one example in a pattern of graphic and gruesome livestock deaths. Stories of cattle mutilation escalated throughout the 1970s. Stories began to emerge of ranchers and farmers seeing black helicopters at the sites of mutilation 
right before or immediately after they happened. These were at times referred to as phantom helicopters. The exact role of these helicopters is unclear, but the connection between the two is impossible to ignore. On April 20th in 1979, Tom Adams, a Texas researcher stated at a conference in Albuquerque, New Mexico concerning this time during the early 1970s, there were over 200 incidents of unidentified helicopters near mutilation sites. Ranchers had also witnessed the helicopters lifting cattle into the sky and carrying them away under the cover of darkness. Other ranchers mentioned helicopters trying to run their cars and trucks off the road by flying dangerously close to the ground. Now, I want to go back to one of our other episodes where we talked about UFOs and how... Like, originally, UFOs were described as, like, ships in the sky. Right? Yeah. Because that's what people knew. Could that just be what those helicopters are? Is that was the only thing that people could really associate it with? Was, like, a helicopter? Because that was the only thing they knew at the time? Because, I mean, we're talking the 60s and 70s, which is around the time the UFO boom, boom started happening. So maybe that's just like the best that they could describe it as, or are these actual helicopters? Because I know I saw some stuff where they didn't hear any noise, and we didn't have the stealth helicopters in. So allegedly, or allegedly. did we? <gasps> I <don't> know. <laughs> On the next episode, of, oh. yeah, I'm I'm not sure to be I honest, but a theory, uh, I guess it's a great it's a great question. Some of the ranchers believed that the government was experimenting on their cattle and were trying to cover it up. Most law enforcement agencies thought this theory didn't hold much water. Other ranchers believed it was extraterrestrials using advanced technology to make their spaceships change shape to appear as government helicopters. There we go. Another explanation was that the helicopters were the U.S. government's attempt to remove evidence of extraterrestrials left behind at mutilation sites. Regardless of which theory was held, most ranchers and farmers agreed on one thing. The helicopters were a direct threat to their livelihood. In response, they had armed themselves and had been shooting at the helicopters for the past decade in order to protect their livestock. Gotta do what you gotta do. Exactly. <laughs> I do like the idea of the U.S. government being the janitors for the alien race. <laughs> Get off my lawn! Clean up on aisle seven. <laughs> Clean up on aisle seven. <laughs> Someone has built the ranch. Bunch of privates out there like, fucking hey, why did I get this damn job? I wanted to go shoot guns and now I'm mopping up alien goo. (laughs) (laughs) Floyd Haskell had won a Senate seat for Colorado in 1972 after switching to the Democratic Party in 1970, mostly due to his opposition to the Vietnam War. One of the chief concerns of his constituents was that cattle mutilation and the government helicopters were somehow connected. In 1975, Haskell asked the FBI for help because in Colorado alone, there had been 130 cases of livestock mutilation. 
which were being ignored. The Colorado Bureau of Investigation had been working with with local law enforcement, but had made little progress. Haskell proposed that the FBI would allow there to be a unified front in order to make real progress. The FBI had made the statement before that the mutilations were not in their jurisdiction. Haskell issued a press release letting the media know the FBI's position. In early September 1975, the Denver Post reiterated the importance and urgency of the matter by stating, quote, Consider this. Because of the gun-happy frame of mind developing in eastern Colorado, where most of the incidents have been occurring, the U.S. Bureau of Land Management, BLM, has had to cancel a helicopter inventory of its land in six counties. BLM officials are simply afraid that their helicopters might be shot down by ranchers and others frightened by cattle deaths, unquote. So what I got from that is when they asked the FBI to investigate, they said, ah, we can't. But was it more of a, we're not going to investigate ourselves. I don't think they would use those exact words, Amy. Well, they didn't say those <laughs> exact words. They just said it wasn't their jurisdiction, which would, in my eyes, if I was a Colorado rancher, I'd be like, look, there's proof. It's them. They won't even look into it. <laughs> yeah, you make a good point. A short time later, special agents Rozak and Sebesta of the Colorado FBI visited the offices of the Denver Post. But Haskell's tactic did not work. The agents just reinformed the Denver Post the matter was out of their jurisdiction. Rozak? Mm-hmm. Say, them sound like alien names to me. It sounds like a sitcom FBI <laughs> agent. <laughs> I'm, I'm Agent Rosak, and this is... Agent Sebesta. <laughs> Poor name, Rosak. Haskell did not give up. On September 11th, 1975, he contacted Clarence M. Kelly at the FBI. Clarence had been director of the FBI since 1973, when he was appointed by President at the time, Richard, I am not a crook, Nixon. <laughs> I am not a crook! Kelly was a man that followed protocol and needed a solid reason to warrant investigation. Haskell informed him he had received a call from Dane Edwards, editor of the Brush Branner in Brush, Colorado, in September of 1975. Edwards had moved from Texas to Colorado, specifically to report on the cattle mutilations. In one of his first articles, he said the Brush Banner was one of the few newspapers that was investigating the cattle mutilations and not just reporting on it. Shortly after this article was published, Edwards began receiving strange phone calls in the middle of the night. The caller had a low voice and would make threats, advising him to stop the investigation or it would cost him his life. And in black, that's what I was going that's to say. That's what I was thinking. The calls became more frequent and more horrifying. Yes, Daddy. One time, the caller threatened Edward's beloved puppies. Not the puppies! No! Take the cows. Days later, the puppies went missing. <gasps> oh, no! Assholes! Then, after a long day at work, Edwards arrived home and noticed someone had thrown red paint on his front door. But it wasn't paint. When he inspected closer, he realized 
It was blood. No. Dun, dun, dun. I really, I really don't like these uh, these aliens, man. This is the MMB. Sorry, sorry, MIBs, man. He's they're no Will Smith. At the end of this phone call, Director Kelly told Senator Haskell he would pass along the information to their Denver office, who would follow the situation. Haskell thanked Kelly for their help. The Colorado Bureau of Investigation found out Edwards had made a lot of enemies while conducting his investigation. He had been all over Colorado spending nights at ranches with a rifle across his lap, waiting to catch the culprits behind the mutilations. Earlier in that summer, in an attempt to ward off satanic cults and stop the cattle mutilations, Edwards sought the help of a witch's coven. Into the witch. They gave him two protective symbols. Edward published the two symbols on the front page of the July 1975 edition of the Brush Banner. The CBI believed that this angered not only cult members, but also readers of the paper who didn't want anything to do with the occult. In September of 1975, around the time Edwards called Haskell, he wrote an article about Colorado Governor Richard Lamb criticizing he wasn't doing enough to address the mutilations. Lamb met with Edwards in October 1975 and afterward was quoted as saying, There is some real antagonism between our office and the banner. Unquote. Oh, no, he didn't. In December of 1975, Edwards' wife filed a missing persons report. Some thought that perhaps the cult had made good on its threats. Others speculated the governor had sought revenge for the scathing article. And some proposed he got too close to the truth and was imprisoned by covert governmental agencies. Four years later, in 1979, an investigation was published in Think Magazine revealing Edwards was fired from the banner in October of 1975, around the time as the quarrel with the governor. The paper claims he was terminated for poor business practices. He also owed a considerable amount of money to many people, including the Denver Motel, where he stayed on his way out of state. The evidence suggested he fled back to Texas in December to avoid jail. It seems one of the chief proponents of the cattle mutilation investigation in Colorado was proven to be a fraud. Which made many wonder, were the threatening phone calls real? Was the blood on the door real? And what about the government helicopters? What about the puppies? And what about the puppies? Did he kill his own puppies? Or is it all a hoax? What if he never had puppies? <gasps> he lied about having puppies? Asshole. Worst kind of person out there. <laughs> Haskell continued to push for investigation of the cattle mutilation while, constitu- while constituents claiming the phenomena as a problem grew. Finally, on April 20th, 1979, Senator Harrelson Schmitz of New Mexico and U.S. Attorney for New Mexico, R.E. Thompson, held a conference on livestock mutilation in Albuquerque, the same one I mentioned previously. At the end of it, 
The district attorney in Santa Fe, New Mexico, announced that a law enforcement assistance administrative grant had been given in order to fund a special investigative unit, which would look into the numerous cattle mutilations. This is when the Justice Department finally authorized the FBI office Albuquerque to finally get involved with the investigation by leading it. They said it was because of a series of mutilations that had occurred on Native American lands. Did y'all catch that? Who's the Native Americans? That once they got the money to launch their own investigation, the FBI was like, yeah, we'll come in and take it over for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they named their, their group, the, their researchers, the Moo Moo Crew? After over a decade of pressure from the public, newspapers, and even a United States senator, the FBI in May of 1979 launched Operation Animal Mutilation. The Moo Moo Crew. (laughs) It was funded by a grant of over $44,000. The year-long investigation was led by FBI agent Kenneth Rommel. On January 15, 1980, Rommel determined in his 297-page report that the mutilated livestock died of natural causes. Then the carcasses were consumed by scavengers. He believed that in the thousands of cases, ranchers and farmers had misdiagnosed their animals' deaths. Rama wrote that, quote, During my investigation of the 117 mutilations that have been reported in New Mexico since 1975, I have not found one single case which, after careful scrutiny of evidence, that could be confirmed as a classic mutilation, unquote. So, after they decide to investigate, because, basically, they decided to investigate because other people had gotten the money to finally start the investigation. They're like, oh, no, we'll take over. And then they found nothing. Mm -hmm. How convenient. It's a great use of $44,000, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. It's Uh, it's about like every other government investigation that's ever done. (laughs) Additionally, Rommel also put in his report that police officers had perpetuated deliberate hoaxes and filed falsified reports. He recommended that no further federal funds be wasted on researching the matter. So all the cops lied. (laughs) And he was done. And that the government should be done. Red flags if you're a conspiracy theorist. Absolutely. Rommel was a skeptic, and remained a skeptic through the investigation. In a 1994 interview with the New Mexican, he was quoted as saying, I have a certain amount of sympathy for people whose lives are so dull and boring that they have to get their kicks by fantasizing about the decomposition of dead animals. My asshole's changed. (laughs) It's now Rommel. (laughs) That's weird that your asshole changes. You know. You should probably see a doctor. (laughs) Probably not the one these cows are going to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. Why would I go to that? (laughs) Put a new meaning to the phrase wreck (laughs) them. 
Those aware of Rommel's bias believe the investigation was over before it even started. No, duh. Allison Hudson, a writer for Skeptoid.com, said... The investigation amounts to little more than a collection of newspaper clippings. UFO believers felt that Rommel was a sham. The investigation was a sham, and the livestock mutilations were not taken seriously from the start, and that it was an effort from the FBI to debunk the theories behind cattle mutilation in an effort to stop the growing media frenzy. We brought a news clip to listen to to confirm the extraterrestrial theory is still a common held belief among ranchers and farmers all across America. And this clip is from 2013. Welcome back, everyone. There is a Missouri rancher that's getting tired of making some disturbing discoveries on her land. Well, cattle found dead and the manner of their deaths are a real mystery. Zach Tecklenburg traveled to Henry County to see it for himself. Yeah, three different cows on three different days found mutilated. Their owner is out of rational explanations and that has her looking to the sky. I'm normally a very private person, but I'm willing to do this because it's it's just something I want some answers to. Henry County rancher Lynn Mitchell is perplexed. She found one of her 1,500-pound cows dead in the pasture on July 19th. Its tongue sliced out, its heart exposed. It wasn't detached. It was just hanging out there. Something similar happened just three weeks earlier. I looked at first to see her tongue was gone then immediately noticed the udder had completely been removed. Lynn says this cow's reproductive organs were gone too. Making the death more mysterious, this char mark, still visible today, surrounded the cow. Lynn couldn't believe it was happening again. She found the first cow more than a year earlier, December of 2011. She had obviously been cut on, on the side of her jaw. Her tongue was gone, her ear was gone. In all three deaths, Lynn says the cuts were clean, like they were done during a surgery, and there was no blood despite the animal's gaping wounds. And since the cows graze in such an isolated place, nobody saw or heard a thing. The sheriff's department and a veterinarian have investigated, but just like Lynn, they can't find an answer. The more it happens, the more questions you get, and the more you try to research and learn, uh, you just, you find more and more things that make you ask more questions. With all the reasonable causes debunked, Lynn says she's open to the possibility that extraterrestrial life could be responsible. Similar cases of animal mutilation have been reported in Missouri in the past few years. The FBI nearly investigated in the 1970s. With the unsolved mysteries looming, aliens have become a common answer. Lynn's not sure what's right. She just wants it to stop. Something happened to these cows, and it, it's not something that you see every day. It's not in your normal, so something else is going on. Lynn also says the vet and the deputies could never find bullet wounds or any other ways the cows could have been taken down. She's considering installing security cameras in case the person or the thing responsible ever comes back. Zach Tecklenburg, 41 Action News. So, yes. That's in our neighboring state of Missouri. And, uh... That's where my dad was born and raised. I mean... To me, aliens makes as much sense as being struck by lightning. I mean... Yeah. In fact, aliens makes more sense than being struck by lightning. When you think of everything that we've learned about what happens during a cattle mutilation. Yeah. So, I mean... 
she might be onto something. So are we saying that Zeus is taking the udders and making precision cuts and also taking the womb of a cow? Probably. He needs some fleshlights. No, I mean, that's true. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Damn you, Thor! Oh. <laughs> Which we're just mixing all the gods. <laughs> Lightning strike, either one of them. <laughs> God damn it, Mars. <laughs> Go Roman now. Jesus Christ. Oh, wait. <laughs> damn it, satanic majesty. <laughs> Let's go back to the beginning of the decade of the 1970s and look at this from another angle to discuss the second federal investigation involving cattle mutilation. The Moo Moo Crew number two. <laughs> While some theorized that extraterrestrials were the culprits behind livestock deaths, another culprit was much more terrestrial. Dun, dun, dun. During the post-war years of the 1950s, America was experiencing a rise in right-wing Christian evangelism, mostly as a spiritual answer for the problem of the perceived growing threat of communism. During this decade, the United States added, quote, in God we trust, unquote, to currency, and quote, unquote, under God, into the Pledge of Allegiance. As a result, many people were adopting a very literal version of the faith in which his satanic majesty, along with his minions, were around every corner, ready to drag people down to hell. No, 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 no. That's so metal. God. <laughs> what? I was going to do that. <laughs> that was very... We welcome to my city. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like the braid back? <laughs> no. Yours did fall off on the end. <laughs> it's funny though. Here's Amy. Do it all. Like every time I go to say something, she's been saying my lines. And I'm over here with the Moo Moo crew. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you do to me? <laughs> it's the brain. We share it. It's all mine. She got it today, not me. <laughs> fuck. They're the same, but not the same same. So all of this was mostly fueled by the rise of television and preachers who were now sermonizing across the airwaves. By 1970, the beginning phase of a moral satanic panic was in play. Some believe that Satan worshippers were using the body parts and blood of mutilated cattle for sacrifices to his satanic majesty. The 1969 Manson murders intensified these fears, mostly due to the highly publicized and gruesome nature of the crimes. In 1975, the same year Editor Edwards contacted Senator Haskell and Haskell contacted Director of the FBI Kelly, Donald Flickinger, an agent of the U.S. Treasury Department's Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Division, was contacted by an inmate at Fort Leavenworth. Flickinger, over the last few years, had the duty of tracking cult activity and had even investigated a cold cattle mutilation connection. This first investigation was in cooperation with Alan Hynek a Northwestern University astronomer and former UFO consultant to the U.S. Air Force's Project Blue Book. 
Hynek wanted to see if there was a connection between cattle mutilations and UFOs. Flickinger did have an interest in UFOs, but they ultimately didn't find a connection, despite all their effort. So in January of 1975, Flickinger was put in contact with Albert Kenneth Bankston. Bankston was an inmate at Fort Leavenworth in Kansas, serving a 25-year sentence for armed robbery. The inmate claimed to have information about a satanic cult whose members had been engaging in animal mutilation. Since the alien and UFO connection wasn't lining up, and cults had been theorized in certain circles, Flickinger was eager to hear the information Bankston had. In a cold, dimly lit room, Bankston described to Flickinger a cult that brutally mutilated animals and used the body parts as sacrifices to Satan with the intent of creating hell on earth. Oh, yeah! That's metal as fuck. Bankston was a nervous wreck, afraid for his life, worried what would happen if the other inmates knew he was singing, and stressed that if the members of the cult found out, they would come after him. He requested Flickinger get him a transfer to a jail in Minnesota. Flickinger couldn't let anything happen to his new informant, especially because his information was so consistent. Now in Minnesota, Flickinger interrogated Bankston for months and discovered the first real evidence that linked cults to animal mutilation. Bankston said that a satanic cult out of Texas called the Sons of Satan mostly targeted animals for sacrifice, but they were planning to start sacrificing humans. By the end of 1975, this would put a new fear in ranchers and farmers that themselves and their families were going to be targeted for sacrifice next. Bankston detailed how the cult committed the mutilations in order to make it look like the work of extraterrestrials. The cult would first tranquilize the animal with phenacyclidine. Totally. Phencyclidine. I think that's actually it. <laughs> Better known as PCP. That's metal's fuck. They would then lay down large pieces of cardboard in order to leave no tracks while approaching the animal. It seems this is like a, a hell lot of, of fucking work. work. Get out of my head. They used veterinarian syringes to extract the blood. Then the cult members would slice open the animals to take the body parts they needed for the sacrificial rituals. Okay. Um, okay. A cow weighs upwards of like 1,500 pounds. There's a lot of freaking blood in a cow. And you're telling me you're going to use a syringe to drain all of the blood out of this cow. Jimmy, Not- bring the bucket. <laughs> yeah. Not just a syringe. A veterinarian syringe. <laughs> Once so, again, Jimmy, bring the bucket and the other bucket and the other bucket. So there's just one guy there going. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody else is what, sitting around smoking joints? What the fuck? Remember <laughs> the last one we did? Yeah, me too, I, Jimmy. I thought the, cow, the, the cardboard. Well, why do I have to do it again? You guys made me do this last time. <laughs> You're the new recruit. I think I've what you mean. I've been here for six months. 
What I think you mean is the other people are standing around hailing Satan. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I was book. thinking the cardboard was a little bit far-fetched, but now <laughs> the syringe is there. Because, what? I mean, even if you hooked it up to a hose and drained it that way, you're still looking at multiple hours. You're probably looking at the entire night. Yeah. Like and also, that's a lot like, of... Hanging a deer upside down and letting it drain <laughs> still takes a couple hours. But I do. I just picture like, this one lone guy in like, his, his black robe going, my arm's getting tired, man. More like, more like fuck this. <laughs> hey, did someone go to Subway and get me a sandwich? This is taking longer than I thought. <laughs> sure. Do you want deviled ham on it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Can I get some beef? <laughs> Got beef right there. Bankston then gave up the name of an ex-cult member, Dan Dugan. Dugan was transferred to the same small-town jail in Minnesota with the hope he could provide more details. Investigators attempted to catch them in a lie, but both informants told identical stories. Dugan even provided information that he was part of a human sacrifice that occurred in 1965 in Kozad, Nebraska. He claimed four teenagers were passing by the campgrounds of the cult. The cult tranquilized the young teens, giving them large doses of PCP, drained the blood from their bodies, cut them open, and removed their organs. They disposed of the moraines by placing them in sacks and dropping them into a gravel pit. The moraines? <clears throat> Remains. Oh. Sorry. Do I need to repeat <laughs> no. that? No. That was the best pronunciation of that word I've ever heard. Flickinger immediately got in contact with Kozad law enforcement, but they were unable to find the remains. Dugan and Bankston provided 14 names of people that were in the Sons of Satan. Get this, though. Many of the names were already in law enforcement files as possibly having connection to cults, further validating the inmates' stories. Dugan and Bankston also provided a list of people the cult planned on targeting. These were mostly notable liberal politicians. One of them was Hubert Humphrey, the former Democratic vice president and Minnesota senator. The Rangers in Kilgore, Texas, were also in the process of interrogating people with suspected satanic cult connections. They had learned that a large gathering was planned for August of 1975. This group was known as the Church of Satan. These two details corroborated what Dugan and Bankston had been telling Flickinger for months. Curiously enough, in early 1975... Flickinger began receiving phone calls threatening his life. One day he came home and found his front door was smeared with blood. And his puppies were gone. Despite the fact he was in an entirely different state, the threats mimic those received by Dan Edwards, the writer of The Brush Banner, who we discussed earlier. Dugan and Bankston emphasized that the Sons of Satan were a group of powerful and extremely wealthy people. To Flickinger, the threats only proved he was getting closer to the truth. Dugan and Bankston were about to make Flickinger question everything they told him. On May 31st, 1975, 
a guard was walking down the block of cells in the Minnesota jail, making sure everything was quiet. When he got to Kenneth Bankston's cell, Bankston was gone. He had escaped. He was recaptured later the same day without any violence. Then the next day, Dan Dugan escaped, but wasn't recaptured so easily. Flickinger felt like a fool. He had allowed these two to manipulate him into putting them into a lower security prison, where they shared their stories about satanic cults sacrificing cows and humans, proving to lead to few concrete outcomes. The Church of Satan, it turned out, weren't evil devil worshippers. They were just an atheist group dedicated to human determinism. Dugan was recaptured after being on the lam for a month. What was he doing on the lam? (laughs) 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 Well, he wasn't wasn't mutilating it. (laughs) Oh, was he? (laughs) He was using the rectum for something else. Oh, he wrecked him all right. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Everyone involved had been caught up in satanic panic. And the two inmates used that to position themselves toward an escape attempt. All major investigations into cattle mutilation in the 1970s led to dead ends. General UFO and cultist theory had led even the most rational of law enforcement down that rabbit hole, filled with black helicopters, satanic cults and rituals, aliens, UFOs, and government cover-ups. And a lamb. Looking back, the satanic panic. Panty. <laughs> the satanic panties. Ooh, that's, Ooh. A good, that's a good bad name. We're the satanic panties. New band name. Yeah, I like that chat. Looking back, the satanic panic is kind of goofy, but it did destroy the lives of many. Not because of the Satanists themselves, but due to the hunters who were willing to abolish it at any cost. Thank goodness no one thinks that's a theory for cattle mutilation anymore. Wow. Well, well, actually. actually I have another news clip, and this is from 2019, and it's from Oklahoma, and I feel like this news clip sums up our entire state oh boy. in just one minute and 11 seconds, so for your listening pleasure. Better hide your ass. Don't let me know who did it. Betty Bassar has lived east of Fletcher for over 40 years and says she's never seen anything this gruesome. But somebody had to tranquilize her and then give her a shot of that stuff to colligate your blood because there was no bullet holes, no nothing. Comanche County Sheriff Kenny Stradley says they've investigated similar cases but none of this magnitude in several years. Bassar says she has an idea of what would lead someone to do this. They was getting ready to make a sacrifice, I think, to the devil over that red moon. Anytime you get a bad change in the moon like that, you'll see this stuff come up. The sheriff's department doesn't have any leads at the time, and it's unlikely they'll get any unless the public steps up with information. Not unless you catch them actually doing it, or you have to stop a car going down the road, and they have the parts of the, or the calf, or the organs or anything like that in in their car. And as for other farmers and ranchers, Bassar had only one thing to say. Just keep your eyes and ears open, boys. Yeehaw! Caligates. It sounded to me like she was hitting a joint in the middle of that <laughs> <laughs> statement. 
Well, she was straightening up her herself. She was slouching a bit. But yes. New favorite word, Caligate. Caligate. Yep. Not coagulate. Caligate. Caligate. Oh no. The, the shot that <laughs> well, caligates the blood. <laughs> it's different if it's a human. Or is it Coligate. 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 Yeah. So that's what they you use. They use toothbrush. Yeah, they, they put it on toothpaste. your toothpaste. <laughs> they they thicken the blood so it don't bleed no more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start using that when I cut myself on accident. That, oh, that, that, poor, Colgate. that poor old woman on the that news clip made everybody slip into the Oklahoma accent. <laughs> I don't know if it was her or the sheriff. Both of them have that thick, thick Oklahoma accent. I don't know unless you see them, you know, you catch the road, go, a car going down the road and they got the, the calf or, or the, 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 o- the, the organs <laughs> in, the, in, in the car. <laughs> and, and, and they stopped you just got to colligate what's bleeding. <laughs> Honestly, that's like, a lot. Go ahead. There you go. Sorry. I like how he couldn't name any parts of the cow. <laughs> Midway through, he was like, the pieces of the <laughs> thing. Organs. That's, that's a lot better. Actually. You got to be careful. You got to catch them down at the river. Yeah. Because they'd be, they'd be washing their clothes with the blood. Washing? Yeah. 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 Be careful. They might have bow and arrows, though. Bow and arrows. you got to be careful. Man, what about the Winchester 22s? Yeah. But they, yeah. But they do have the big old flashlights with them batteries in it? Yeah, the batteries. Yeah. Batteries? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. battery-powered lights. Yeah. I heard them. Those things fancy. <laughs> that, 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 that's a lot more... Uh, it takes forward them exp- batteries. Ooh, shit. That's a, that's a lot more explainable than uh, the, uh, the whole syringe. Yeah. Battle with the Yeah, the yeah that makes a whole lot more sense yeah, than the, the, yeah. the syringe. Yeah. The syringeal battle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you you colligate them bloods. Yeah. He, he used them batteries. Batteries. And those flashlights. And flashlights. So you can see that blood that's been colligated. Colligated, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But honestly, if you look at it, it makes more sense than putting freaking, uh, what is it, cardboard on the ground <laughs> and covering up your tricks and then putting uh, the blood in the syringes. And then thrown in the bucket, <laughs> and then on the bucket off. Like that make no sense. Am I right, Chad? <laughs> I feel like we've just been in a family reunion. <laughs> <laughs> well, hot damn, <laughs> Dave. What do you think? About what? <laughs> <laughs> Makes more sense, doesn't it? Hey, Oklahoma he corner. He tuned us out a while back. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell too because when he looked at me, he was like, "You know, his family's from yeah. Missouri. Missouri, Missouri, Missouri." Yep. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> that made more sense than I thought. <laughs> well, happy duty. <laughs> In order to get us back to a more rational frame of mind. <laughs> Good luck. Let's dig into the science and see maybe if FBI agent Kenneth Rommel was not so biased after all. I don't know. Science is just that satanic stuff. Science rules. <laughs> you, you put the water with the thingy and put it on the glass over the fire and then you turn the fire up and you start the bowl and then they take it off his helmet because he just do not want to be here anymore. His helmet? Yeah, his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we've covered that Okies believe that it's satanic cults and the satanic panic caused two inmates to be able to get out of jail free. Well, I they guess play they, Monopoly? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, so let's get into the actual science behind cattle mutilation and see if we can find a scientific reasoning for what happens to these animals. So, Chad, take it away. <clears throat> Let me put on my uh, smart-looking glasses. <clears throat> I can't see them. Shut up. Why are they taped together in the middle? <laughs> well, actually... <laughs> Harry Potter? 
It's super glue. <laughs> and they don't have lenses. It's what? <laughs> so it's super glue. Super glue. And they don't have lenses. <laughs> I lost them. Um, so first off, I'm going to go with, this is what the FBI from one of the reports that Dave talked about, this was their explanations behind everything. While many unconventional explanations have been put forward to explain cattle mutilations, a variety of scientists, veterinarian workers, and knowledgeable observers, including farmers and other agricultural workers, have suggested more con conventional ideals, much of which revolve around the hypothesis that mutilated animals died of natural causes and were subject to known terrestrial phenomena, including the actions of predators, parasites, and scavengers. As for the missing or mutilated mouth, lips, anus, and genitalia, are explained as contraction of missing damaged areas due to dehydration. The actions of small scavengers and burrowing parasites seeking to enter or consume the body in areas where skin is the thinnest. Missing, mutilated eyes and soft internal organs are explained as the actions of carrion-feeding insects such as blowflies and opportunistic or carrion birds such as vultures, which are known to direct themselves towards the animal's eyes and to enter the body through the openings of the mouth and anus in order to feed on the soft internal organs. Absence of blood is explained as blood pooling in the lowest points in the body where it will break down into its basic organic components, That's aka lividity. lividity. And we talk a lot about that lividity on our um, unearthing evidence on our Patreon. Which will cost you only $3 to become a subscriber. Good plug, good plug. Blood that is external to the body or in the area of a wound being consumed by insects or reduced by solar desiccation. Surgical incisions in the skin explained as tears in the skin created when it is stretched by postmortem bloat and or dehydration causes the animal's hide to shrink and split, often seen in linear cuts. Incisions caused by scavengers or predators possibly exa exacerbated by the above. The hypothesis that natural phenomenon account for most mutilation characteristics have been validated by a number of experiments, including one cited by longtime scientific skeptic Robert T. Carroll, conducted by Washington County, Arkansas, Sheriff's Department. In the experiment, the body of a recently deceased cow was left in a field and observed for 48 hours. During the 48 hours, postmortem bloating was reported to have caused incision-like tears in the cow's skin that matched the surgical cuts reported on mutilated cows, while the action of blowflies, blowflies and maggots reportedly matched the soft tissue damage observed on mutilated cows. Experiments have also been conducted to compare the different reactions of surgical hide cut, or surgical cut hide flesh and predated hide flesh uh, to natural exposure. The demonstrated pronounced differences between surgical cut and non-surgical cuts over time. This article does not address tearing due to bloating. Some ranchers have disputed the scientific natural cause hypothesis on the grounds that the mutilated animals often fall outside of normal categories of natural death by predation or disease. One reason cited is that the animals were healthy and showed no sign of disease prior to death and were large and strong enough not to be likely target not to be a likely target for predator. 
In some cases, ranchers have reported that the mutilated cattle were among the healthiest and strongest animals in their herd. So I hear about a thousand words explaining why this happened. Which Occam's Razor tells us that the simplest explanation is usually the most correct. And it only takes four words to say, the government fucking did it. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to go quicker than that and say one word. Aliens. Aliens. Occam's Razor. Simplest explanation. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this next part goes into a little more detail of the state of decomposition. So... If you don't want to learn about it, you can uh, skip for the next five minutes. Now, this was done um, and posted. This was posted on the Australian Museum website. Uh, They used a young piglet. Oh, poor piglet. Now, I will say they did clarify this pig was actually crushed by its mother. Young stages of its life. It was a natural death and was donated for science. So, they didn't kill it to do this. Good to know, good to know. Stage one, the living pig. A a live pig is not outwardly decomposing, but its intestines contains a diversity of bacteria, protozoans, and nematodes. Some of these microorganisms are ready for a new life, should the pig die and lose its ability to keep them under control. Also, they picked a young cow or pig at this age because its skin and fat structure are most related to humans. Just to clarify that. All the and stage two initial decay zero to three days after death. Although the body shortly after death appears fresh from the outside, the bacteria that before death were feeding on the contents of the intestines begin to digest the intestines itself. They eventually break out of the intestines and start digesting the surrounding internal organs. The Ew. body's own digestive enzymes, normally in the intestine, also spread through the body, contributing to its decomposition. On even a smaller scale, enzymes inside individual, ce- individual cells are released when the cell dies. These enzymes break down the cell and its connection with other cells. The insect activity in stage two. From the moment of death, flies are attracted to bodies. Without the normal defenses of the living animal, blowflies and houseflies are able to lay its eggs around wounds and natural body openings, mouth, nose, eyes, anus, genitalia. These eggs hatch and move into the body, often within 24 hours. The life cycle of the fly from egg to maggot to fly takes from two to three weeks. It can take considerably longer at low temperatures. Stage three, putrefaction four to ten days after death. The state of decay. Bacteria break down tissues and cells, releasing fluids into the body cavities. They often respire in the absence of oxygen and produce various gases, including hydrogen sulfide, methane, cadaverine, and putrescine as byproducts. People might find these gases foul-smelling, but they are very attractive to the variety of insects. The buildup of gases resulting from the intense activity of the multiplying bacteria creates pressure within the body. This pressure inflates and the body forces the liquids out of its cells and blood vessels and into the body cavity. Now this is just making you guys hungry. <coughs> Gross. I'm finding it quite interesting, actually. 
Because that would be bloating. Yeah, that's the bloating you see from, you know, dead animals or people. The insect activity in stage three. The young maggots... I feel like I'm reading a trial story. The young maggots move through... (laughs) The young maggots move throughout the body, spreading bacteria, secreting digestive enzymes, and tearing tissue with their mouth hooks. They move as maggot mass, benefiting benefiting from their communal heat and shared digestive secretions. The rate of decay increases, and the smell of the body fluids that begin to emanate from the body attract more blowflies, fleshflies, beetles, mites. The later arriving flies and beetles are predators, feeding on maggots as well as the decaying flesh. Eh, Not as gross as the 11th degree of the OTO. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. They are joined by parastoid wasps that lay their eggs inside maggots and later inside pupa. Pupae? Stage four, black putrefaction. Oh, yeah! Sounds like a metal album. (laughs) (laughs) Ten to twenty days after death. The bloated body eventually collapses, leaving a flattened body whose flesh has a creamy consistency. Mm. Yummy. The exposed parts of the body are black in color, and there is very strong smell of decay. A large volume of body fluids drain from the body at this stage and seep to the surrounding soil. The insects and mites feed on this material. The insects consume the bulk of the flesh, and the body temperature increases with their activity. Bacterial decay is still very important, and bacteria will eventually consume the body if insects are excluded. By this stage, several generations of maggots are present in the body, and some have become fully grown. They migrate from the body and bury themselves in the soil where they become pupa. Predatory maggots are much more abundant in that at this stage, and the pioneer flies cease to be attracted to the corpse. Predatory beetles lay their eggs in the corpse, and the larvae then hatch out and feed on the decaying flesh. Peristoid wasps are much more common, laying their eggs inside maggots. Stage 5. Butyric Fermentation. 20 to 50 days after death. This sounds like a craft beer recipe. (laughs) (laughs) All the remaining flesh is removed over the period and the body dries out. It has a cheesy smell caused by butric acid. And the smell attracts a new suite of corpse organisms. The French. (laughs) 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 Wine and cheese party? (laughs) Whoa, wee (laughs) wee. The surface of the body that is in contact with the ground becomes covered with mold as the body ferments. The reduction in soft food makes the body less palatable to the mouth hooks of maggots and more suitable for the chewing mouth parts of beetles. Beetles feed on the skin and ligaments. Many of these beetles and larvae, they hatch from eggs laid by adults which fed on the body in earlier stages of decay. The cheese flies consumes any remaining moist flesh at this stage, even though it is uncommon earlier in decay. Moist. Mm, Moist, cheesy pig. (laughs) (laughs) Predators and parastoids are still present at this stage, including numerous numerous wasps and beetle larvae. Stage 6, dry decay, 50 to 365 days after death. The body is now dry and decays very slowly. Eventually, all the hair disappears, leaving the bones only. Animals which feed on the hair include 
tenide moths and microorganisms like bacteria, mites in turn feed on these microorganisms. They remain on the body as long as trace, traces of hair remain, which depends on the amount of hair that covers the particular species. Humans and pigs have relatively little hair, and this stage is short for these species. And that's pretty much it. So, but you, could, I could, I mean, going through here, I mean, up until stage four to the tw- twenty days after death. It, it, I mean, to me, it does kind of make sense of some of the mutilations you see on livestock, except. For in multiple cases that I watched and read about, there is no presence of insects on or near the body. What? That's because they cleaned them off so that the cow would look camera ready. (laughs) And in fact, no scavenger animals of any kind ever touched the corpse, including coyotes, vultures. How do you know? Were you watching it? Apparently the farmers were. And in fact, one of the cases that I watched, he had even said that even two years later, after the death, they just left the cattle, the cow there. Two years after the death, the bones were still there and unscattered, which is completely unheard of, especially with coyotes nearby, because coyotes will take the bones for the marrow and the minerals that are within the bone. So in many of the cases, no, no other animals touch the dead animal. Hmm. which I found really odd. But in listening to your description, I got all new types of things to talk about with our, um, our unearthing, unearthing evidence. evidence. I was sitting there thinking... Oh, yeah, when I read that, I was like, oh, this would be perfect for that episode. How on earth... Okay, okay, I can't get into it, because <laughs> I, I, um. <laughs> I'm thinking of people that are missing for 77 days and then are recognizable. What? That doesn't make sense. Okay, anyway... <laughs> Moist cheese... <laughs> That's um, nasty. But, um, so that alone puts a halt to that. If there's no animal or insect infestations into the corpse, then that doesn't explain it. Now, when he was talking about it, and he was talking about some of the... Uh, the the mutilations there at one point you said something about there being a chemical smell yeah with um the ag- with lady in yeah. the Agnes yeah. King case so 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 what if there is a chemical smell that keeps bugs and scavengers away what if it's a chemical the farmers are using to you know keep flies and stuff off of their cattle which yeah. then when it dies, it's causing yeah. the, the chemical with the bacteria and stuff, the mixture of that chemicals to create this odor that makes it un... Scavengeable. Scavengeable, yeah. See, it turns them, all, it turns them yeah. off. Instead of that creamy cheese smell. Shut <laughs> up. Thinking with that... That freshly cleaned spring soap. Yeah. And they're like, I don't like this. What? Yeah, smells <laughs> like lavender. I want to go take a nap now. <laughs> Um, nature's amazing. Yeah. It takes care of itself. Nature's neat. Is it weird that when I read things like that, that 
would disgust most people, I get more intrigued. I was I'm like, intrigued. This is really kind of cool. You, I, I'm like <laughs> sitting here leaning into you, listening to it, and these two over there like trying to like not vomit, and I'm like, this is really cool. Apparently, Dave, that's the part of the brain we share homies. as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I was just acting. I uh, I wasn't. I find, <laughs> I, I find it very fascinating myself. I mean, I, I could Let's talk. Say there's a reason I took forensic in college. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I, go ahead. There's also scavenger animals. You know, foxes. Um, they have very sharp teeth, and as they gnaw, they can leave lines of flesh where yeah. it looks like it was scraped. And then, of course, they're licking as they're chewing, so they're I mean, going down to bone essentially. But another against another animal in, introductions is in almost all of the cases. There are no tracks leading to or from the animal, including animal tracks, tracks of the animal itself, uh, vehicle tracks. One one of the theories is that people are taking them, killing them elsewhere, and then bringing them back. And Obviously, dropping them off. they're using cardboard. I was going to cover their that. tracks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, even even e- the foxes. <laughs> the foxes are using cardboard to cover the tracks. Makes Jesus, sense. Amy. Okay. Then there was one case that I was listening to that, in fact, the cow had broken bones. And it was like broken rib bones and back bones. And they it said. It was a really fat vulture. <laughs> well, they said the only way that that could have happened was with a fall from quite a distance. It was a lot of really fat vultures. <laughs> they tried to pick it up. Tried to pick off. the cow off. <laughs> 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 We're, again. 1,500 pounds. <laughs> Have a lot of fat vultures. <laughs> Maybe it's the angry birds theory. Maybe the Catapulted. birds were getting launched so fast <laughs> that they actually broke the bones <laughs> of the animals. <laughs> well, there was a pig with an army helmet standing behind the cow. <laughs> it's all right. The whole time I was talking about the fat vultures thing, I was picturing like a Disney show. Picture Dumbo? Because that's what I was picturing. <laughs> trying to like fly away with it. Just <laughs> but so that was one of the theories that these cattle are being beamed up. And the reason there's no blood on the site is because they're being killed well, elsewhere. If they quit naming was- their cow Scotty, they won't be worried about being beamed up. Also, there were scorch marks in one situation, yeah. correct? Although so, the scorch marks kind of resemble but, that bo- yeah. black putrefaction that Chad If the body about. lays there and it's decaying, it will leave that mark around. The only thing the is. The only reason I know uh, that is I have seen it in person. <laughs> and it is disgusting. And now, is it just the outline or is it where the whole body was? You can see it depending on. Oh, shit. I know what I'm talking about. The outside. I mean, it, the st- bottom side doesn't decay. Uh-huh. As quickly as the top side, the top side. So it's going to be the uh, juices. As I'm going to say, it, the cheesy juices <laughs> um, excre- excreting through the body. So it would be the around edges. the edges, not the longer it sits there, it can then start to secrete through through the skin on the bottom side. Okay, which was what had happened when I saw what I saw. Okay, uh, that I, leaves a nice, perfectly shaped uh, silhouette on the ground. Now, in a lot of in a lot of cases, they say that the grass and vegetation doesn't grow yes. where the um, mutilation took place. Yeah. So I wonder if that black putrefaction causes uh, something could with be the, the, the bacteria and stuff that's secreted. Yeah, I, I don't like. I just like the word che- secreted. I don't like cheesy juices. 
Um, that, the, Italian. There really is nothing. You should be gr- used to grosser. cheesy juices. Okay, first of all, the only juices. <laughs> Moist. Honestly, the only thing grosser is than picking up a thing of like cottage cheese and you open it up and that juice is like all floating. Or, nice or opening a like, large container of feta juice. cheese. Oh, just swap that nasty <sighs> shit. <laughs> that moist, juicy cheese. <laughs> a, a smell so, that only boys can know it. Those, oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Flamanda cheese. The cheese down under. <laughs> so, those who are still listening <laughs> oh, to our podcast. Um, yeah, those who are still listening. Now we're going to get into some theories on what could be causing the cattle Everyone put your styrofoam helmets on. Yes, get your styrofoam helmets. We're going to the plane station, <laughs> and we're going to conspiracy land. <laughs> conspiracy land. Now, I think where a lot of people make a mistake with this is they try to come up with one theory. For all of them. For everything, yeah. which it's probably more some theories work for some, some for others. Some are natural death. Some are government issued. Some are alien issued. Some are named Scotty and get beamed. Now, I'm going to start with, because I've got multiple theories on this. And in fact, the more I did research on it, the more my theories changed. And I started leaning more towards the extraterrestrial side. But my first theory that I came up with was, um, uh, if you've ever watched the documentary that was on Netflix for a while called Food Inc., you learn that the U.S. government actually creates the seeds that farmers plant for corn. And in fact, if some of that corn seed gets put on your property, the government has the right to come in and take the corn because it's proprietary to the U.S. government and only those who pay for it can have it. Basically, it's genetically engineered corn. My thought is... Super corn. Is this some kind of an experiment that they are doing on the animals? So they have all these altered corn they get then turned into cow fat feed the cows eat on it then they go and they select a few cattle across the country to actually do experimentation on to see how if it's altering the cow in any way sometimes the brain of the cow is missing sometimes the heart's missing and there's no incisions to these areas and their reproductive organs their reproductive organs are missing um, their eyeballs are missing, their tongues are missing. And I that was one of my thoughts, was is it the government's coming to inspect it? Then the more research I did, and I realized that it was globally, and it's globally pre-corn manufacturing. I That which, kind of went to the side. but Which GMOs started in the mid-90s, early 90s, somewhere yeah. around there. But that was one of my first my first theories on cattle mutilation was that it was government t- basically testing the the animals in order to see if there's any ill effect because they don't want to tell people about it because if there is something that's causing problems they don't want to mass panic and if you know so that was what I was thinking then I started thinking about Montauk and Montauk is where they were um, researching is it hoof and mouth disease that is extremely deadly mm-hmm. for cattle yeah. And they were researching it there. And then I was thinking, well, could it be something like that where maybe that disease has escaped the Montauk Island and they're just testing cattle to make sure it hasn't gone into any of our food supply? 
you know, something like, or maybe they do I it like just, this theory. maybe they just do it to check to make sure it hasn't gone into any of the food supply. And so they just pick random ones, which is why there's not thousands of them a year. And there's not enough to actually make huge news. They're just going, eeny, meeny, yeah. miny, mo, catch a cow by the Utter. anus. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, even like, most cows, you know, go, go through auction and all that, and they're all numbered, and they know exactly which cow is where at what times. So could that be it? And then another reason for the not believing in the natural prep thing is because our mother had, well, she's had five cows now. Three of them died. Two of them died. Well, two of them died plus the baby because one of them was yeah. pregnant. Uh and in the two that died, they didn't show any signs of mutilation, and they were gone. They were dead for a few days before they were found, and they didn't show any signs of mutil- mutilation. And they were just left out by themselves in an open pasture. With goats, even. Yeah, they even had goats there. And goats will eat just about anything. Yeah. So that was another reason why natural causes is not very high on my list. <clears throat> Anybody else have any government theories? Oh, do I? (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Uh, We're going to start with this one. You guys really need your helmets on right now. Yes. Chad's super out there. Crazy Chad might need to go to uh, institution theory number one. (laughs) What if the New World Order uses cows to... Uh, as incubation chambers for the neck, the new members of the new world order. So <sighs> the, you know, like the Trumps are growing inside of cows oh, and then Trump? I'm sure he's part of the new world order. Okay. The Bushes, the Clintons. I pick any number of them. And yes. the, so the reptilians. what if that's, you know, like their incubation chambers. And then when it's time for them to be born, they're, Kidnapping the cows, removing them. That's why the reproduction organs and everything are gone. And then they just drop it back down in their black helicopters when after they've removed the the child. Our brain sharing is working because these people are all reptilians. Yeah. And what do reptilians need to hatch? Warmth. So they place their eggs inside the cattle. For the incubation. I get this. I'm on your wavelength. Does this Dad. sound anything like Star Wars where Luke cuts open the By the way, I literally just made this up. This sounds everything like that. I'm with you, Chad. I I, 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 I see this. And I now hear a helicopter. No. <laughs> and, oh, I hear a train. We're not supposed to have train horns. Probably means somebody's <laughs> on the track. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. This literally just popped in my head as you were talking. But then I was like, it's a theory. It's a theory. And you know what? It makes logical reptilian sense. <laughs> and see, to take the brain <laughs> and the lips and the tongue because the newborn has to have some kind of nutrients yeah, when it's born. Feed on. So they feed on that. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah. And the blood? They have to have something to drink. Yeah. They throw a straw in there too, yeah. I mean, well, they get those a... syringes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Duh. <laughs> but, I mean... I think it could work. I've thought of crazier things. <laughs> I still have one more coming. All right, let's hear your other one. I'm not done. Oh, okay. Continue, finishing it. So. Continue your your incubator. 
Oh, no, no. I'm finished with the incubation theory. Oh, okay. I have another alien theory that I'm still... You're still working on. It's still, yeah, I'm still connecting still strings. All right. So. Anybody else have any government conspiracy? That made my brain hurt. I don't necessarily have a government one, but I think it's like a secret group that was doing this just for the reason so that farmers and ranchers will buy more firearms, thus increasing the stock. So the NRA and, is <laughs> Yeah. That one made my eyeball Thus <laughs> further funding the military-industrial complex that Eisenhower warned us about in the 50s. Which is run by our reptilian overlords. Jesus Christ? Who then put the <laughs> eggs inside... The cattle. By the way, <laughs> if I go missing, uh, we know why. Because <laughs> I've stumbled onto something. <laughs> You're like, this idea is too far-fetched. No one will believe it. Wait, um, there's a podcast? <laughs> now, one thing I find fascinating is that nobody is just saying the carcasses don't even exist. They're not denying the carcass at any point in any of this. No governmental agencies are saying that there's no carcasses. No. It's because they have pictures and videos. Spirits. Well, even without pictures and videos, they're not saying, well, it, this was never a thing. They just said, oh, this is a normal thing. Yeah. Well, so with that, though, it's kind of like a situation of it being easily explained to a certain point, whereas like, like spaceship shot sightings that are vivid and shit like that, can't be easily explained. Well, it goes into you the know? plausible deniability that yeah. I think we talked about on one of our alien episodes or other alien episodes where it's you let people believe whatever in the hell you want because they're going to come out with something smart, far more far-fetched than what the actual thing is. So then your thing is never thought of. and Except for tonight. Um, except for tonight when Chad has uncovered it. I'm going to be the voice of reason here for a second. <laughs> Oh, God, we're doomed. <laughs> and say that if this is carried out by the government or a governmental scientist, wouldn't it be a better experiment if the animals were inside of a lab rather than on a ranch? No, because then you wouldn't get world, real world experiment. And that's why it's worldwide. Because the reptilians live in all the planet, the continents. We don't let to get logical my, here. My <laughs> fucking eyeball hurts so bad, and it's not even there. <laughs> All right, what about... Uh, I still think aliens, okay? Uh, we're going to get into the aliens. Okay. We're going to get... Okay, well, alien theory. What's your alien theory? I, I still think that aliens are a huge part of this situation. Do I mean, even though Chad brought into the Give forensics... Come on. I want to see evidence. <laughs> I went into evidence on mine. Okay. <laughs> Even though Chad brought into the forensic and also the breakdown of uh, the carcasses. The moist, cheesy juices. <laughs> Aliens did it. That's it. You got yours. Okay. Have your cogs. Oh, go ahead. Occam's razor. The simplest explanation. Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the reason why I say that, though, is wouldn't it be a lot more... Of a what a, ca a catastrophe if we started to find human beings catastrophe catastrophe <laughs> wouldn't it be a, a lot big of a catastrophe if human beings were found with fucking legs or limbs cut off and organs cut out and left into a field? You are utterly correct. Oh, that 
listening. Good. Okay, with this, I I bet it do. I, I was just going to say, son of a. They do. We just bring it down to serial killers. Oh shit! Now and how many missing pieces? How <laughs> a lot of pieces, well, pieces. Obviously, obviously missing pieces. <laughs> how many? Missing you guys have a few missing pieces. <laughs> <laughs> how many missing person cases are there a year? Oh, for this instance, and especially in national parks that are government, government owned. owned. Hold on, 39, 39 <laughs> cases of missing people have happened in last month alone in Texas. Were ranchers purchased rights to let their cattle graze? I, I like to see like some of these actually did happen on uh, cattle. It was um, one, or it was a international airport, and the guy put his p- puts his cattle on the airport to graze to keep the deer away because they keep the grass short, keep the deer away so they don't run out onto the runway. And he had mutilated cattle. Um, there's also a case, I didn't talk about it at all, but in the 1970s, it happened to a bison that was in the zoo. Whoa. They're not going to not check on that bison for three or four days to where it gets to the point of decomposition if something yep. happened to it. Exactly. So I found that one was one of the most fascinating ones, but I couldn't find really any more information on it other than the news clippings that said this bison... Uh, was found in this state of condition. <coughs> All right. <coughs> so I'm going to take you away from the alien... It could still be alien, but from the government conspiracy aspect. What if this is just another uh, cryptid? What if this is a skinwalker, or like a shapeshifter, or like a, a skinwalker skin who... Inhabits the form of a cow or a horse or a pig or sheep or whatever. And then when it wants to shift out of that form, that's what it's left behind. That's why there's no blood. Mostly organs are missing because it only needs a certain organs to survive. So they literally take off their sheep's clothing. Yes. So it could be a wolf in a sheep's clothing and it could be a wolf in a cow clothing and then it could be Trump in a Donkey clothing. Chet, shut up. <laughs> Chested cheetah. <laughs> Sorry, here's my way of calling him a jackass. Uh, <laughs> we got that. What? <laughs> so there was a way for me to call him a jackass. <laughs> uh, or it could be, you know, just a reptilian. I guess I can go back to aliens and maybe reptilians just get shapeshifters and they're able to shapeshift into cows. I don't know. I can see this theory too. But and I, I think I... shapeshifters are probably real. And I also think Bigfoot's real. So I'm just saying, maybe it's in the form of a cow. I wonder how... And then it, you know, is tired of living on the farm and wants to become a businessman and just goes, crawls out, justice tie, you know, takes off. Can't the Wendigo shapeshift? I don't think so. What's what's the one I'm thinking of that can shapeshift? Uh... Well, I mean, you've got the ones that we've talked about thus far. You got the deer woman. The deer woman can. The stakini can. The stakini. That uh, that's what I was thinking of. But the stakini usually choose owls. Okay. But it does there, leave behind. It does leave behind excrement, excrement of, of bones and skin and stuff like that. And yeah. I, most theory, most theories that belong to shapeshifters is they actually like shed the skin, so they would leave it behind. Are these were cows? They could be were cows. <laughs> what? 
if you okay my head let's, hurts <laughs> so let's just say we're jumping from one spectrum to the next spectrum i love this podcast you, you, you guys should subscribe you i have conspiracy theories my mind went i'm here no like i, I i'm on this where this weird cow thing fuck how much would it suck that you get the wearability right <laughs> turn it to a fucking <laughs> you cow turn it to a fucking cow one of the dumbest, I, biggest animals we have on Earth. Oh, my God. I can, hey, you get jerked 24-7. Listen, I could <laughs> literally imagine the worst anime <laughs> involving a were-cow. Now it's time for my special ability. <laughs> Hidden ability. Utter annihilation. <laughs> You will die to my creamy, or moist cheese juices. Oh is that why the cow? Was that was a pig that smelled like cheese. I was wondering if that was why a cow smelled like cheese. All the milk had just started fermenting. Oh, okay, we hit on all time, oh. high or low, depends on which way you want to. Take I'm not stoned. It's fine. Oh, I love my conspiracy brain. It just comes up with the stupidest shit. Uh, Wear cows. <laughs> I'm gonna get that tattooed. Guys. <laughs> Screw it. I'm gonna get it tattooed. I'm, work, I'm gonna work on a shirt. We're gonna have a shirt on our merchandise page <laughs> that is gonna be a wear cow shirt. It, it's just gonna happen. Um, any other theories? It's I, Bigfoot. He's <laughs> <laughs> easy. Whatever theory, whatever word Dave always says to, <sighs> comes down to one, you know, single words. Bigfoot. <laughs> They're not losing their their uh, their reproductive systems. They're bursting because of Bigfoot's. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. wait. <laughs> this is how Bigfoot reproduces. I was going to. I just, did I not just say this? <laughs> this goes back with my first conspiracy, but then it's Bigfoot instead of government. Or, or, I'm going to take it one step further. The reason we don't always see Bigfoot because out. Because he's a cow. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have heard heard of the blonde joke, right? Where they're all in the tree and walks by, and it's like, you know, hurry up, make a sound. And she's like, who, who? And it's the blonde, uh, the brunette. And then the next one's a redhead, and she's like, ka, ka. And then the next one's a blonde, and she goes, Mur. that is literally a stupid situation. <laughs> I fucking love it. Da 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 da! Where cow, also known as Bigfoot. <laughs> we broke Chad. Chad's puking. It's fine. <laughs> wow, guys. <laughs> In the next episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, we'll break down Chad's psychology to make sure he's still actually human. <laughs> Also, in the next unearthing <laughs> evidence, we'll make sure that Amy's not actually psychotic. Oh Putting both brains together, we'll figure this out. <laughs> as Dave, as my co-host. <laughs> Secret weapon testing. Ooh. So they test it on the animals that makes their eyeballs come out? And yeah. The yeah. outlet pass. Which, which yeah? explains Ooh. the wait, black wait, wait. helicopters. We, we, we already know why the, the eyeballs were out, though, don't we? Because she was face down in the water. Most of them had their eyeballs and oh. tongues and lips missing. So okay. the U.S. government was testing weaponry that they 
had stolen from Russia. Or on tried our to mimic. Yeah, or tried to mimic. So, Hence the stealth Russian did it first back in the, with the Atla Pass. And then the American government got wind of it and then tried to create their own. And they're testing on cattle instead of humans. Because, because we're more humane. A, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> so there's also a situation, though, that, uh, and it's, a, it's a, not really conspiracy theory, but because we we're talking about like a sound wave with the outlet. And I'm not trying to get off topic here, but with weapon in general or whatever. Uh, there was uh, um, an article not too long ago that I was just like, what? And it was on Facebook, so I'm not sure, 100% sure it's true. But they were working on using um, uh, ultrasound technology as like rock removal instead of dynamite. And then also trying to correlate that to like removing tumors and stuff like that without actually doing entry wounds. Now that could correlate to... Cattle mutilation, yeah. Yeah, yeah it really well could. Because yeah. if you can literally like target, like, okay, there's the womb, or there's, you know, I mean, I'm not talking like slicing off the udder, but if you're doing entry wounds without doing entry wounds, and you're annihilating, you know, the, the reproductive organs of a cow, their well, anus. It, and, and it could very well be the reason why the, the anus and the, the sex glands are all missing is because that may be where they are trying to ex- exit the, the organs that they're removing. And they haven't perfected it yet, so it's causing problems. And according to mythology, Merlin of Arthurian legend had this technology of moving stone, which is how he built Stonehenge. Dun, dun, dun. On the next episode of The Curse of Oak Island. I saw the theory that like crop circles are done by sound. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sounds kind of powerful. So there could be there could be something behind that. You could be onto something. It, it's not nearly as fun as it was very brainy. reptilian 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 incubators, but it's a good theory, and I like it. If there's one thing I've noticed from doing that episode and this episode is that ranchers and farmers need to be left alone. Yeah, <laughs> just let them do their work. They work harder than 90% of the population. 100% true. And then they so, got to deal with all this BS stuff. <laughs> yeah. I I have lots of props for the, ranchers and farmers. All the looky loos coming around. <laughs> Hell, we just have 100 square feet of farming over here and it's a pain in the ass sometimes. <laughs> Couldn't imagine having acres and acres of it. <laughs> and we don't even have any livestock. No. Well, you have a you have a you have a Sophie and a you Rocky. Have a puppers. No, we don't Rocky. get any chickens or goats. We did or for a while in the neighborhood chickens. God. They were kind of the neighborhood chickens because they were in our yard half the time. I want a chicken. I try to get us we a donkey. Can stop at KFC. Damn it! It's already cooked. It's not really a chickers. Chad will make a balking sound. Right. <laughs> That's <fine. laughs> Where's the coleslaw? <laughs> Mashed potatoes and gravy are going to KFC. Hot sauce? Okay. In fact, I would be content with mashed potatoes, gravy, and biscuit. That's all I need. I don't even need the chicken. Dude, I need the coleslaw and the chicken <laughs> and the hot sauce. I'm from Louisiana. Which I just I, need a wear cow t-shirt. <laughs> I'm I, making them. I don't know if we mentioned it or not, but small mammals like weasels and raccoons usually burrow right into the bar, right into the body and search for the sweet organs. Yeah. So you got a little weasel climbing up a cow's ass? Uh, or, or through yeah. its mouth and throat. That would literally freak me out if I ever came upon a dead cow and there's a fucking raccoon head sticking out going, what's doing? Came up my food. A, came up on a cow that was 
<laughs> deep throat and a weasel, and you'd be like, <laughs> "Damn skills, <laughs> mad respect." <laughs> <laughs> Now, being that the cows are dumb freaking animals, it's very possible that any of these things could happen. Not all cows are dumb animals. Um, yes. Yeah, cows are stupid. <laughs> They're hard as hell to catch. Yeah. So, if something is actually catching them and killing them, it's got to be stealthy. Or they've got to be incapacitated of some kind. You know? Or have the grace of his satanic majesty. Hold him still. <laughs> so, <laughs> Or a beam of alien light. Yeah, okay, so with the beam of alien light. That's what if going. their cardboard they're walking on is shaped like shrubbery? <laughs> and so they're moving like... Cardboard ghillie suits? Metal Gear, really? Metal Gear Solid like... Cardboard know. ghillie suits. Can't see me, can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> he just moves a few feet and then sits. Or... Or what if the cardboard looks like a cow? And well, that's why the It's got a cow with makeup. <laughs> well, well, wait a minute. Hey, honey bun. <laughs> All right, Amy, which animal's dumber, cows or deer? Because all these tricks work on freaking deer. <laughs> Pete is going to get your ass so bad. Mm-hmm. You can wear bright orange and sneak <laughs> up on a deer. <laughs> deer aren't smart either. I don't like deer either. They killed my nephew. You can hit one with a van going down the highway. Yeah. You can have one run into you. Yeah. yeah. I have been stopped at a stop sign and then looked back in my rearview mirror after my truck shook and then went, what the fuck just hit me? And then see a deer like stumble. It's like, I just got hit by a drunk deer. <laughs> I don't think the cops are going to believe this one. And if okay. you leave enough or garbage out at your house, they'll just come right up to your door and greet you in the morning. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not a fan of hoofed animals other than goats. I like goats. Which is the worst of all of them. <laughs> They're so Dude, cute, though. Goats are assholes. I don't like horses. I don't like cows. Don't like deer. So maybe I am just prejudiced against hoofed animals. Pigs are cute. You I don't like pig. Satan. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Don't. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, they, I, I never d- met him. Yeah. I just. Uh, all you got to do is neo pan, neo pan, neo pan. Horses E-O are at least pan. intelligent. Yo, neo. Horses have an intelligence about intelligence about them that the other animals. Don't possess. Yeah, I took the blue pill. But I still don't like them. I don't know. But what I was going to say about the uh, the beam of light about thirty five sentences ago <laughs> uh, was if you ever if you ever talk to anybody who's actually seen a UFO, especially driving, you can't really see the light depicted on the ground or over you until you look up. And when you look up is when you see the actual light itself over you. So you, and you become like a deer with the headlights. Well, you freeze and you stare at it. I, I wouldn't even say that. I would just say that it would be if it's if it's sitting in a flat area and it's beaming up a cow, if you will. That light's not going to be depicted on the ground. Yeah. So it would technically be beamed up in pitch black. Yeah. So. Well, and there's a lot of tractor beams. There's work. a lot of UFO sightings. It's not about tractor not beams. Smart. It's just I, I, I've I've read stories and I've heard personal stories about people driving. Long distances on highway, and then like that person in the passenger seat will lean back, the windows open up top, and they'll see a light. And yeah. it's not it's not like a plain light; it's like a circular light over their vehicle, and they can't see the light on the ground on either side. So that's just the thought that I've had. In my there head. are a lot of re- UFO <laughs> sightings related to the areas where the catamulations happen. That is a very common sighting, yeah. along with the black helicopters. So. 
Maybe the aliens and the government are working in can- tandem, kind of like. Also, the helicopter probably is a transformer. Just so. Yeah. Well, kind of like. <laughs> we have all, all, all spectrums here. <laughs> kind of like with the, uh, um, the treaty where you know they can take so many humans. I would not put it against the government to be working with aliens on cattle as well. Um, you know, for every cow, for every cow they take, it's minus two humans or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, we've been talking a lot about big mammals, but what about the mutilations with rabbits, cats, and dogs? Something that could just easily get ran over by a car that could easily just be dragged <laughs> off by a predator. Yeah. Why is it left there and just kind of gnawed on and left? Those are the smaller reptilians. <laughs> yeah, the, the, they're the Groot roti- reptilians, if you will, the infant Groot roti- reptilians. God damn, I can't even say Groot. Well, you don't hear about them as often as you hear about the other ones. So it could very well, and maybe those are like the beginning stages. Like they're trying to. So the the serial killer two B, you know, he starts with the cat, yeah. and they work their way up to. So they just Cows. they're training the young aliens. Yeah, okay, we're gonna we're gonna take this squirrel first. And then, okay, now we're going to move up to this cat. Then this goat. Then pig. Cow. Yeah. Now, what's the conspiracy concerning that I couldn't find any um, livestock mutilation cases that involve chickens or geese or... Because fuckbirds. Or ostriches or llamas. The fact there's not any with llamas is interesting. Although llamas are mean. Also, you cows are mean. You got to think like with with what you're saying about the animals. Maybe it's just like the bigger the animals, the more press. Yeah. Oh, possibly. So. Well, and I, I was just looking online to see if there was any well, kind a- of a- avians don't have as much soft tissue. I mean, they've got eyes and things like that, but. Their 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 way their reproductive system works is completely different than a mammal. So maybe their reproductive system isn't anything of necessity for whatever is happening. Because it seems like the reproductive system is on all of them. Yeah, but but isn't there a theory that dinosaurs evolved into birds? So birds would have more of a reproductive system that is more in line with a reptilian race, would it not? But as for like the cats and stuff like that, well, cats, squirrels, raccoons, they go missing all the time. So they're not report. They're just you know, oh my my cat's missing. Yeah. Oh, it ran away. It got but, eaten by a dog. Cows are a little bit harder to explain. But but they're not missing. <clears throat> they're finding their carcasses that are mutilated. Mutilated in this carcasses. Way. Yeah, but I mean, it's one of those you still well, one it's either your neighbor Timmy, um, <laughs> or <laughs> it's you know. Uh, it's a small animal. It got a bigger predator found it. Being a cow, where there's not much, there's really aren't bigger predators. The bigger predators that would take down a cow <clears throat> would completely eat the, eat the uh, macerate the body. Like, yeah. com- I mean, if it's a cat of any kind, you're gonna have claw marks everywhere. Coyotes are gonna work in a pack, and you're gonna pack, and you're gonna have chew marks everywhere. Like, yeah. the but- predators that can get a dog or a cat are. More abundant than the predators that are going to get a cow or bison or. So we're bringing yeah. we're bringing up other animals here with 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 you with the smaller animals. But what about the bigger animals than cows? We remember posting the the uh, 
article about the whale that was found mile and a half up land. Yeah. Is, right? And <laughs> I've and seen Lake Placid. It could have just been a really big alligator that, <laughs> that, that took it, took up, it land. up land. And then know. what about the BBCs? The big black cats? No, I was going somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> big black cats. Or, or other big cats. Yeah. I mean. A big cat's not going to drag a whale up. But <laughs> it could be a really big cat. <laughs> I don't want to fuck with that cat. But I mean, don't big cats usually start gnawing with the soft yeah. tissue? Yeah. And then, well, most even, even most canines will. I yeah. mean, a pack of wolves is going to start with the soft tissue and then work their way into the the, say, more, the body you cavity. Watch any big predatory animal like on animal, animal planet or something like that. And you watch them hunt. Once they kill it, I mean, the first place they go is the. Abdominal gut, uh, gut, the reproductive area first because it's going to be the softest skit tissue to get into. My favorite thing about mm-hmm. that is always the narrator. Sorry, <laughs> I turn it off and like just listen to the narrator. And here <laughs> we have the Bengal tiger as he creeps up on this baby antelope. Oh, he's going for her. Oh, oh they missed the first time. Oh, do they round the corner? Oh, 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 he got her. Oh, she's down. It's like a damn auction. <laughs> going once, going twice. <laughs> My favorite are like the the animal episodes or the videos where the animals team up against the predator, like the alligator that was getting the water buffalo, oh, and yeah. then like all yeah. the, the waffle uh, come, the yeah. hippos come and bite <laughs> off the alligator. There's a reason I love fucking hippos. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Isolate that. <laughs> Can we make that louder than anything else, please? I want a hippopotamus <laughs> for Christmas. Jack. Only a hippopotamus. Hippopotamuses. I think they're awesome. They're cute. Ours I just died. I love zoo. fucking walls. Chad loves fucking hippos. <laughs> <laughs> I said that it was like oh. <laughs> Isolate that. I now and have a something to hold against idea. Chad. <laughs> it's a wear hippo. <laughs> All right, so. So, so some of our homework is to look at the areas of cattle mutilation where they're the highest and to see if maybe there's any known serial killers from the time in the area. Yeah. Ooh. Could be some of our homework. Um, Ted Bundy practiced on Bessie. Now, now, there is... Was it Richard Chase who was actually caught in the middle of like tearing open a cow and bathing in its blood? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It was Richard Chase. I'm pretty sure it was you because we talked about this last week. So there's one case of cattle mutilation with a with I'm a really scared. And how many of these cases there is something like that and they're never caught? Oh yeah, yeah. So, but a lot of that, like, if somebody walked upon you know Richard doing that, and they were of you're on a first name basis with Mr. Chase. <laughs> Well, Dick was digging I, in. Yeah. Well, Dick, Dick was bowels deep in that thing. No, but what I'm saying is if someone walked across Richard Chase or even an average person, I guess Richard Chase would be an average person, only no, a psychotic and above fucking average. crazy. But any person walking across anybody who was mutilating a cow, they would immediately... If I was there, I'd be like, okay, well, you're bathing in his fucking blood. Or are you either insane, psychotic? Well, I'm just calling the cops. I'm not thinking. I'm just going, oh, fuck. <laughs> and neither am I asking him, so why are if, you bathing in that cattle's blood? If, so, if memory serves, officers did respond to it, and there was really nothing they could do about it. What? Because now, going back to my theory, what if Richard Chase had actually just been born out of that cow 
So he wasn't actually bathing in its blood. Or did he just shift out of it? Oh, yeah, he could have shifted out of it. He could, yeah. Because so Richard this, Chase was a wear cow. This, this <laughs> was before they, they... What is wrong with you? <laughs> so, I mean, they couldn't arrest him for animal cruelty because it wasn't even a, a law then. And then they didn't know whose cattle it was. They didn't know whose cow it was. So they couldn't, like, tell the farmer so he could press charges for, like, property damage. So they just had to let him go. We... Sorry. You two. Okay? Not even us two. You two need to write the most mundane, psychotic, conspiracy theory... That sounds like a weird combination. A mundane, psychotic. (laughs) Dangerous, alcohol-fueled something that just needs to be put into a book, and then you need to explain your theories. Because you two... We can write a a were-cow children's book. Yeah. Yeah. Children's book. (laughs) Then Dave needs to do all the intros to the story. (laughs) And I'll just like sit there shaking my head in the corner with a dunce cap. That's what we do. It's called a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, not wearing a dunce cap, but hey. <laughs> Your styrofoam helmet. Fuck. <laughs> Maybe we'll write a book one day. Maybe. I don't think we've come to any complete conclusions. I am leaning towards the incubator or the... What was yours that I liked? Ultrasound. The ultrasound. The sound... Waves Sound wave. or the weapons, the the you two had it, yeah. the secret weapons. I'm gonna stick with my original thing that it's probably a multitude of reasons on a case to case thing. Some are warehouse, but some are- <laughs> but you could rank them in order of plausibility. But I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Because we're cows would be on top, right? <laughs> he doesn't want to sound crazy like us, so he's like, oh. No, he just doesn't want to make us sound any more crazy. <laughs> oh, I told you before I even shared my first conspiracy theory that I probably should be put in asylum, but just saying. So let us know what your theories are. Do you have any theories, or do you agree with any of our theories on what is going on with these cattle mutilations? Um, if you're in another country and you've got some awesome cat, awesome, I don't know. If you've got some cattle mutilation stories from your your neck of the woods, send them to us. Um, yeah, we really we really only covered um, the United States, but we yeah. have listeners all over the world. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> if you agree with the cows or the reptilian incubation, the incubation <laughs> vessels. Let Chad and I know we, we we are liking these ideas. I think we're gonna stick with them. It would just make them take a pink if you get in contact with either one of them. And I will work on the shirt and I will put it up on our oh, I already Facebook. Have ideas. And be sure to like us, follow us, message us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at UMP Normalcy. And don't forget to check out our Unearthing Evidence podcast that you can find on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash UMP Normalcy. Be sure to check out our website at umpnormalcy.com where you can buy our merchandise that we have out there currently plus any new fun shirts we come up with and uh, you can see the books that we talk about you can learn more about us we need to get an updated picture of Eli on there because I look sexy because now he's a pirate who lives in a pineapple fuck wrong song (laughs) (laughs) Um, and until next time keep digging Oh no, there's a full moon. Oh, I'm changing. <laughs> <laughs>